This is Album Worms. It's like a book club, but for albums. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris, and on this episode we will be discussing the Cactus Blossoms' latest release, One Day. Let's get started. Welcome to Album Worms. Welcome to another episode of Album Worms. Please take a moment and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Album Worms. And if, if you're at it, just uh, like give us a, a good rating that will make our day. Yes, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, how are you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Just finished up some golf and uh, something I'm trying to learn. So beautiful day, day off. Why not get outside and enjoy the day? Sounds awesome, man. I am probably going to get into golf at uh, some point too. I, I have a, a couple people that want to go out with me and I certainly could use some uh, more friend time since most of you all have moved to, to different states. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to find some clubs and I, I haven't swung a golf club since I was like 10 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I was like, why not try now? Can't hurt anything. And uh, I enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, especially after a few cocktails, I'm sure. Yeah. Golf carts, <laughs> you know. Glorious. What a glorious sport. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, encouraging, you know, uh, to just get outside and it's good. It's fun. So I'm, I'm having a good time. Awesome. But I can't understand if people do just want to watch it. That, that that I can never understand. Definitely starting to play it. I've watched it a lot more than I probably ever have in my entire life in the last like few weeks. So, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, I I won't. I guess I won't knock it. I won't yuck someone else's yum. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, you can yuck it until you try it, and then maybe you'll. <laughs> You'll yum it. I don't know. You know. <laughs> well, I am uh, excited for this uh, record we're going to talk about today, Chris. It, to be honest, it wasn't on my radar at all. I don't know how that's possible because it's right up my alley, uh, right? The type of music that I like. Yeah, when we were talking about what to do next, this was on my radar. I mean, I've been listening to them. Uh, I found them when their first record came out and kind of got hooked. Mm -hmm. And um, this record's just as good. Kind of different, but, you know, hey, that's all right. You know, uh, I enjoy, you know, what they bring to the table and their harmonies and the, just an amazing, amazing sounding group. I, I probably heard songs here and there, but... I'm not as familiar with their older stuff. So what, uh, how would you say this record is different from their old stuff then? Cause when I kind of skimmed it 
and it seemed somewhat similar. Yeah, the style is maybe, I think their first kind of few records that, what are they on their third record, I think? Fourth record? Right. Third. Third, right? It's, to me, has a little more of a, like, country vibe than the past records. Like, the past records, I would say, had a country influence, but this one has, like, pedal steel, the Mm -hmm. organ, and just the, the overall sound, to me, has a little more country influence into it. Um, okay. I do think that it fits in line with their records, though. I mean, it's not right. something that's gonna, totally different. Right. Yeah, I was almost wondering if it was more of, they didn't have as much, because some of the songs are just like straight up soft rock on this record. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was more what you're referring to. I mean... It's just kind of a different record form. I mean, I think they try, they're trying a bunch of different things, but kind of keeping it in tune with their style. You know, obviously they're two brothers and they have this blood harmony and some siblings kind of have been known to have this where they're just very good at harmonizing together. And it sounds amazing. Absolutely. I don't know. I just, yeah. The first song I ever heard from them, I was hooked because of their harmonies. And uh, this record does not disappoint. Well, let's kick this off. I definitely want to talk about Blood Harmony a little bit more. But for those that are listening and maybe haven't heard this band before, definitely go out, listen to the record. Just like us, we encourage you to listen from albums from the start to the finish. So go out. Wherever you find your music, do that. Record store, Spotify, whatever. Support them. But let's uh, listen to a a little short clip just to get us in the mood here. And we'll have our our made-believe intern, Stuart, cue uh, Hey Baby for us. Here we go. Cool. Thanks, Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) So let's do some album details here. So today we are discussing the Cactus Blossoms record, One Day. They released this record on February 11th of 2022, so earlier this year. It has a runtime of 33 minutes and 22 seconds. It's kind of kind of cool sequ- like look to 3322. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they wanted it that way or if they planned it that way. Dane, if they planned that, that's impressive. Right? Or maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was like a, maybe a few seconds off and they're like, oh man, we, we we just gotta trim it by two seconds. It looks better that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Let's have it end at thirty three twenty two, please. <laughs> None of this thirty three twenty four 
bull crap. Yeah, yeah, no, not allowed. Uh, it is, as we mentioned at the top, their third studio album, and it is two brothers. They have more touring at, uh, instruments uh, on the record and that they also tour with them. But for the most part, it is founded by two brothers, Jack Tory and Paige Burkham. And as you mentioned... Because they are brothers, they had the blood harmony. So, do you want to uh, explain blood harmony, and then I can uh, I can chime in too if you want, since you brought it up. Sure. So, blood harmonies are vocal harmonies generated by members of the same family. Right. Yeah. So, and, and because they are from the same family, they were raised together. So they, and oftentimes are around the same environments around the same parents or up like guardians. So they start to learn or they're around the same region of the world together. So they usually start to pronounce words similarly. So because of this upbringing, typically it leads to blood harmony in the sense that because of their liked experiences together, they can create perfect harmonies, perfect tone yeah, more easily than a partnership with someone else that you just find later in life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to explain it, but if you can listen to it, like if you listen to this record, you definitely can hear it. Right. They're they're just very on point together when they're singing, you know, their harmonies, their pitch, like you said, is just very together, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Perfect tone. Yep. Wish I had that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't we all, man? <laughs> So they are from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Do you uh, know any other Minnesota bands? There's a couple. I know. I mean, I there's a lot of hip hop that comes from Minnesota, there is, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, what are some bands? So I mean, not from Minneapolis. But I believe it's Duluth, uh, Minnesota, is from where Bob Dylan is from. Yeah, um, obviously Prince. He's from right. Yep. Yeah, he was going to be from, another one. Right. Those would be the two the pit the two heavy hitters the the heart of your lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that those are two pretty big names. I think. Uh, Trampled by Turtles, too, potentially. So, the Cactus Blossom was formed in 2010. So, on their 12th anniversary here. Obviously, their their record here was delayed a few years due to pandemic. The record was recorded and mixed by longtime collaborator Alex Hall. And they 
we're using kind of a, a mobile rig in Paige's Minneapolis basement, which kind of helps with uh, that retro vibe, the way they recorded it. Um, so I thought that was a little interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So with that, I think we can go into some nerdy tidbits. That sounds great. Nerd! <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to start off with uh, the first one. I don't know. For those that didn't pick up on this, we mentioned that this is founded by two brothers, Jack Torrey and Paige Burkham. Did you pick up that they do not have the same last name? I did. Have you heard why that is? Do you know? No, I have not. I have not. Oh, okay. Cool. So my my nerder tidbit here is they actually do have the last same last name, so it's not like a different parent uh, situation. They are a hundred percent related. Jack Tory has a stage name. Okay. That's fun. So his real name is Torrance Burkham. And apparently it was easier for people to say Jack. So he would go by Jack and he just kind of mixed his two names, Torrance, Tory, and his nickname, Jack, together and ditched his last name. Oh, interesting. That's cool. I don't, I don't know why you would want a stage name with your brother that <laughs> is not taking a stage name. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what that is. The the other interesting tidbit about or nerdy tidbit, if you will, about these two brothers is their band wasn't actually their first collaboration together. Their first collaboration was they actually both really got into graphic design and they were potentially doodling with like a graphic design business or they did like uh, freelance work. I don't know how in depth they got into it, but they actually, that was their first partnership. And then a little bit later they started playing music and created the cactus blossom to get together. That's cool. And I also kind of picked up on, uh, they began playing music at ages 18 and 23 and, um, mm -hmm. didn't start playing in the blossoms until they were already in their thirties. Yep. So that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting, right? Like they're, they're brothers, but then they didn't really start playing together. They, they didn't pick up music until, I mean, 18, really, that's like past high school. And a lot of times, once you pass high school, you, you start losing the time in your life to play music. Yeah. Uh, and I know for us, like that, that was like, my high school years were by far the most amount of time I had to actually play an instrument. So interesting that they were able to pick that up and 
I guess that goes back to the the blood harmony of just being the natural gifting. Yeah. They uh, ran into some lucky breaks too. So they were contacted by David Lynch's who produced and directed, I guess, the television series Twin Peaks. And they performed Mississippi for, for that series. Oh, cool. And then they were also invited by Dan Abach to his Nashville studio. So for those that don't know that name, it's uh, the lead singer of Black Keys among, I mean, he's probably done a bunch of, he produces a lot of stuff nowadays, right? Yeah, he produces tons of stuff. He's played, yeah, yeah he, he plays on tons of stuff. He produces a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's all over the place. So they, I guess he has this like collaborative studio that I guess is a quite the privilege to be invited to and collaborate with uh, other magicians that go there. And they wrote two songs while they're there, got a lot of love and blue as the ocean, which appeared on their last studio record, which was easy way. Mm -hmm. And I think that one was recorded in Chicago. Okay. This guy's J.D. McPherson, who is another fantastic musician. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch. He has a, what, four or five solo record or records out. He has yep. a band, and he's kind of got like a 50s rock vibe. Yeah, so they recorded, I think, at his studio in Chicago. Yeah, he produced their first album, for sure. I don't know about their second one. But yeah, J.D., was kind of took them under his wing a bit and helped them out. They opened for JD McPherson before Mm -hmm. they were. And then, yeah, they worked with him. I don't, I didn't see anything about him working on them with this album that I saw, but I don't know. I didn't either. I I didn't see anything. Um, Yeah. The studio, the record studio, I think it's called reliable records. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's all like, it's, I think vintage recording equipment and stuff. So it's kind of cool. It fits. Yeah, I feel awesome. like it fits with their, their vibe. Certainly. Yeah. And they've toured with some cool acts. So fitting along with their vibes, like Pookie LaForge, Jenny Lewis, who appears on this album, yeah. uh, Lucius, Casey Musgraves, and, also, one of their, their cool ones that they got invited to open for was Nick Lowe. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's go on to our segment, You're My Inspiration. You're the inspiration. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. So in this segment, what we are talking about is what artists or albums did you feel were kind of inspired this record? For me, definitely kind of like the Isley Brothers, or not the Isley Brothers, the Everly Brothers, um, you know, for the harmonies once again, and the, the... the sound that kind of 
50s, maybe 60s, like kind of pop rock. Some of this had, you know, I kind of felt like later Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, some yep. vibes, like Pet Sounds, maybe, um, with the right. organ and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so those were kind of the two that really popped out to me. Uh, how about you? Yeah, they certainly, the comparison they have the most is the Everly Brothers. I mean, yeah. they certainly, that seems to follow them wherever they go. <laughs> they seem to always be yeah. compared to them. I think also the Leuven Brothers is another one. Okay. Very uh, similar vibe. Hank Williams, I, I felt uh, a lot with, I guess, with that being mm-hmm. like what we talked about, be, feeling a little bit more country. With that, probably felt a little Johnny Cash. And and then I also felt some of the, the retro vibes too, a little Beatles, a little The Birds. And then there was some soft rock songs on here. So especially like the song, Is It Over and Lonely Heart. The mm-hmm. song, Is It Over, maybe because of our last episode, I, I had it on top of my mind, but I felt like it, it almost felt like a Chicago intro song. Yeah. I had to like do a double take. I was like, is this, was this like really similar? The Chicago song, Just You and Me for a second, but it, it's not, I don't think it's too close, but it has that soft rock vibe adult contemporary vibe uh which also remind me especially more in the song like lonely heart and Mm -hmm. so it kind of reminded me also of james taylor okay so then some more modern kind of similar bands i felt so I also felt like the song Runaway, for some reason, reminded me of Coconut Records. I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Not the rest of the record for, for really, but it was like, I don't know. There's something about it that I was like, it kind of reminds me of Coconut Records. And then She and Him also, I felt... Because she and him kind of... The guitar tone is really similar. Kind of M. Ward guitar tone on here mm-hmm. and and she and him also kind of have a like a similar stripped down retro vibe and then lord huron as well i thought there was some uh very the meshing of kind of the surf guitar beach boys flavor with the country remind me a bit of lord huron as well this was a little bit more uh, stripped down to me than compared to Lord Huron. Lord Huron was a little bit more of felt more like compositions. These feel like more folk songs. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also a, a couple, obviously, other ones uh, like Ramblin' Jack Elliott or uh, Woody Guthrie. Okay, I could see all that because I I feel they're a very I say Americana, but it like very widely because they kind of pull from a lot of different styles of music. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, certainly. You know, that's that's kind of cool because you know, they you know I 
first started listening to them, I'm like, oh, Minnesota, huh? All right. That <laughs> was, I did not expect them to be from there, you know? I expected that, you know, like Nashville or yeah. something of that sort, right? Like, Texas just the sound. Or California, yeah. even. Yeah, you know, they just have a lot of varied sounds. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of cool, you know? It, it's it's nice. It's, you know, I think it's kind of difficult to mesh all of that into a sound. You know, you have to be pretty darn good, you know, to be able to do that and do it well. Yeah, certainly. I think there there's something to be said with, I, I felt like the, to to your point, I felt like the biggest contrast was there is more of these country songs. They have some retro different elements, like you mentioned, like Beach Boys, some of the guitar tone there and the harmonies from Pet Sounds were similar. But then there is some more soft rock songs that so I think that the meshing of soft rock and country, I thought was the contrast to me on this record. That was a little, is pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, like I said, you know, I didn't really pick up on that, but now I'm sure when I re-listen to this album, you know, I'll be looking for it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to our next segment here. And our next segment is random question of the day. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Another good one. Uh, so our random question of the day, and boy, is this random, Chris. What food would you pair with this album? Well, I kind of went, you know, with a nice, like, smoked brisket. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like, with a glass of bourbon. Not a glass, but like, you know, a little bourbon to go with that brisket, you know, and kind of maybe some corn. Maybe you put the corn on the smoker too, you know. Uh, just kind of a very summery record to me. A very kind of, like, I want to be outdoors, having a nice meal. And uh, yeah, I went with brisket. How about you? Dude, such a good call. So I feel when I was listening to this record and I thought of this very random question and started thinking about what food, for some reason, I could not get Texas barbecue brisket <laughs> ribs nice. out of my head. <laughs> Yeah. And the fact that you said that, I'm like, I'm not alone. Okay, this is <laughs> the food. So it just feels like chill. Like I, I can see myself barbecuing to this or yeah. being at a, like a picnic bench and just having like a really thick, saucy brisket. Um, Ooh, yeah. So I, th I think that's the way to go. I was also, I had like a backup plan because for some reason I felt like Am I weird is a, to say barbecue because they're from Minnesota, but <laughs> I feel like this is California or Texas type barbecue. So my other my my other one, given if if you wanted to pair this more with their Minnesota flavor, 
Have you ever heard of a Juicy Lucy? No, do tell. Sounds interesting. So Minnesota is famous for this burger that instead of putting cheese on top, they fill the inside of the meat with the cheese. Bravo. Bravo. That sounds wonderful. I know. I have never tried one, and it sounds amazing. I think they stuff it with other stuff, too, but basically it's stuffed burgers. That sounds wonderful. That absolutely sounds great. (laughs) Chef's kiss emoji. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. I, I think we've had enough of that one. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I'm glad both of us got yeah. were on the same page. That made me happy. Yes. Yeah. All right. We have a new segment for this episode. We haven't done this one I before. This one is called Underrated. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. <laughs> uh so in this segment, we are talking about what is the most underrated track on the record. So I don't know if, about you, Chris. If you go onto Spotify, have you ever looked at, you can see what tracks have the most amount of plays? Yes, I've seen that. That's cool. On this record, Hey Baby, Everybody, which... Features Jenny Lewis, so no surprise that has a lot of plays. Yeah. Uh, and Ballad of an Unknown all have a, a decent amount of plays. So we can't pick those three tracks. Those are off the books. People are okay. listening to them. So what would you say is the next track that should have more plays than it currently has? Uh, not the only one. And okay. uh, I picked that because for some reason I was really so I'm sure in past episodes I've talked about pedal steel, but mm-hmm. whoever they have playing that on that song, it's just very spacey, very open, very just beautiful. And I kept going back to that song to listen to those harmonies with that pedal steel and it's just very interesting and not something a lot of people probably know about unless they listen to, you know, a lot of country music. And I was just kind of really enjoyed listening to the singing as this pedal steals really just going off. And uh, that's the one I went with. What about you? Yeah, that's a good call. That's not actually... The the intro kind of reminded me of the national a little bit mm-hmm. with the yeah, like really definitely. baritone type vocal performance on that. I also kind of yeah. remind me a little bit of Nick Lowell a little bit too. So for me, I feel the most underrated. I, I had a hard time. I had kind of two I was going to back and forth with. The one is, is it over? Uh, which is the song that I felt really kind of remind me of Chicago soft rock had a good groove to it. And I guess because of that, there was like almost like an instant familiarity with it. 
but when you're looking at the plays, it's not too far away from some of the, I guess it, I mean, it's, it's like the fifth or so most listened to song on here. So if I was going to look really far down the list, as far as not that many plays, I would also go with, I could almost cry. Uh, I thought was a pretty catchy tune uh, that I felt could have been higher on the record or could receive more plays than it currently has. I, I honestly love every song on this record. You know, Jenny Lewis is a very well-known musician. And like mm-hmm. you said, that's one of the most played songs. And But I really feel like I didn't really want to skip any of the songs on this record. Like, I really no. enjoyed all of them just as much. You know, I didn't... I didn't hate any of the songs, honestly. No, a, a hundred, 100 emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. The The record moves along, too, so you never get dragged down by a six-minute track, you know? So it's just like one of those. Yeah. It just has like that. It, it goes with the sound of that vintage retro sound, the the length of the tracks also match that similar song structure as you used to get back in the 50s, 60s. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it, it's a it's an easy listen to s- some records, maybe uh, harder to sit down and listen to from start to finish. This one, it's a, it's a breeze. Yeah, it's great. I, what was it? Thirty-three, thirty-two, or thirty-three, twenty-two. You know, yeah, thirty-three, twenty-two. <laughs> that's a pretty easy record. You know, you don't feel like it's too long, but you know, all the songs flow really well together, and you know, they're all great. I didn't want to skip anything. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to our our next segment, which is adjust the mix. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top? These go to 11. <laughs> gold. Gold. It's <laughs> pure gold. Uh, so on this segment, what we talk about is what instrument stood out to you or what element do you want to hear more of on this record? Why don't you go first? Yeah, so I think the main thing, the thing that I kind of got obsessed with with this record was the surf guitar tone especially there was mm-hmm. like on uh, the surf solo maybe uh stuart you can cue up the guitar solo on hey baby i think it's about like the 150 mark you could put that in post later <laughs> Thank, thanks, Stuart. I appreciate it. Thanks, Stuart. <laughs> uh, and on like Runaway is also really prevalent. So the the fact that surf tone, guitar tone paired with country was just like, yeah, it's like, where did this happen? Because like Lord Huron kind of does it too a bit. Yeah. 
I tried to look it up a little bit. I didn't get too far, but Mike, where did this happen where people figured out surf guitar goes perfectly with country music? Yeah, I have no idea. And it's funny you said that because I put kind of like, I, I'm assuming it's pedal steel that they have playing some sort of maybe mm-hmm. lap steel. Yep. I don't know. Right. But that was kind of what I was noticing too, you know, that kind of surf sound with like a pedal steel, you know, and then kind of gave me, you know, have you ever heard of Santo and Johnny uh, sleepwalking that song? No, kind of had that great song, but the, he plays pedal and, but he's like very reverby, very surfy. And uh, I picked up on that too. That's rad. Yeah. That, I, I think the, obviously the, the harmonies is mm-hmm. what you what you come for and what you get in full on, on this record and from yep. the cactus blossom. I think the addition of Jenny Lewis on everybody having them having someone else to harmonize with, I thought was really awesome. I would have loved to see like another song with another female artist or them to do that more in the future too. I think it's obviously their bread and butter to do what they do uh, together as brothers, but I, I could see them doing like uh, some more work with uh, someone like Jenny Lewis. Maybe uh, they can replace the watching twins and do uh, a, a male version of one of their uh, records that the Washington twins did with uh, Jenny Lewis. That could be pretty awesome. That'd be really cool. Let's uh, do uh, one more segment here. This is a new one for us. This is trivia night. Before we begin, I'd like to ask our contestants, please refrain from using ethnic slurs. (laughs) Always a good reminder before you do (laughs) trivia. So today our trivia night question is how many sibling bands can you name? So I thought what would be fun here, Chris, is maybe we just alternate. You say one, I say one. We keep going until we can't think of any more. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, I'll I'll start us off. Okay. Okay. Avid brothers. First aid kit. Oh man, that was literally the second one on my list. Everly Sucker. Brothers. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah. Leuven Brothers. Hansen. Jackson 5. Oasis. I wanted that one. All right. Uh, Allman Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you stumped me. I can't... Uh, uh... I'm pretty sure the Beach Boys, right? Yeah, there you go. Beach Boys. Yeah, Beach Boys. Bee Gees. Ooh, that's right. I think... Oh, man. Well, I I said it earlier. The Isley Brothers. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll go with... Oof. Um, Radiohead. They have two brothers. 
Yeah, that's right. Man. Uh, uh, I, I got I, a good I think, one. I think you're going to have to go. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Jonas Brothers. Oh, dang. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. They are brothers. Watson twins. Mentioned them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also mentioned the National. I think they have brothers in that band. Okay. Secret Sisters. Felice Brothers. Uh, Van Halen, right? Yeah, that's true. Joseph. (laughs) Chevelle. I don't know if anybody, are they even a band or people even know who they are? (laughs) Sly Stone and the Family Band. Okay. The Osmonds. You know, Donnie Osmond and... Yeah. There we go. The brother's brother. Okay. Okay. I'm not familiar with them. Doesn't Thrice have brothers in it? Mm-hmm. Um, the drummer and bassist are brothers. That's right. I didn't even th- didn't even cross my mind. Haim? Is that how you pronounce their name? I think so. <laughs> I have to look at it. I, that's, I mean, that's how I'd say it. There you go. And then I think uh, the Kinks, right? Oh yes. I'm tapped out now. <laughs> I think you win. I think you did far better than I did. <laughs> I'm glad I could slip in the Hanson before you got that one. <laughs> what well, you you got to Oasis before I, I did too. The biggest brotherly hatred. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Those guys are crazy. If you if you ever want uh if you're ever bored, yeah, go look up all the, the feuding between uh the Oasis brothers. Nolan Liam, I think, is their name. Yeah. Yeah, if you're into like Kardashians and stuff, I mean, the the Voices Brothers, I mean, they've they've got better drama than that. Yeah, way better. <laughs> All right, well, this is a uh, fun. Thanks for uh, bringing this uh, record to us, Chris. And oh yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I could introduce you to this record from them. They're great. If you ever get a chance to see them live, do it. It's it's a yeah. great experience. Yeah, you said you saw them recently, right? They played here in Denver. They said they they played a great show here, I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago. So um, they're always touring a lot. So if you're listening to the record and you end up really enjoying them, uh, go see them live. I always say, if, you know, if you're able to go see live music, it's really, you know, it's fun. So, yeah, yeah. Bring some brisket with you if you're able to as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely bring <laughs> some brisket, you know, some nice smoked brisket. If you learned anything on this podcast, that's what you should take away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is 
listen to this record while eating brisket. And if you're <laughs> vegan, I'm sorry. Right, yeah. You can have some... Something I, I was going to say beans, but I don't even think... Because beans are marinated in animal fat, too. So that's your SOL there as well. So Yeah. Just uh, make something vegan and eat it. And, and your SOL on a juicy Lucy, too. So Yeah, that sucks. That sounds wonderful. You'll, you'll just... Uh, you have to stick to just a bourbon. Yeah, just a glass of bourbon. <laughs> uh, well, I, it was uh, always a pleasure, never a chore, Chris. Likewise, always fun to catch up and talk music. Thank you uh, for listening to this episode of Album Worms. If you haven't already... Please subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Find us on Instagram. And until next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And we're Album Worms. Worms.